Okay, Patrick Paolini, where to start? I mean, you are running around doing, making errands, doing errands before this wedding. I mean, we got to get this podcast underway. My daughter says it is wedding week. Mm. The big, okay, the big day is this Saturday, right? Correct. Wow. Oh my God. It's so so exciting. Two things on the wedding front. Um, So exciting. Right now, as of today, and it's only Tuesday, things change, right? Certainly with the weather. But right now, it looks like we're going to be okay on the storm front. Because a few you know days ago, it's a chance of thunderstorms. Who knows? That could come back. Because it looks like we're going to break a record for heat. It looks like Saturday, and it's going to be 95 degrees. Feels oh like one one. <laughs> Wait, now what did you guys decide? Is it kind of an indoor outdoor space? Is it all outdoor? The ceremony is outside. Okay. People will be a little sweaty. All right. Well, they'll get over it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the cocktail party is, you know, 70% inside, but you know, you can walk outside, grab a drink, you know, there's be tables outside and cool stuff, but, um, and then this, and the actual reception obviously is inside. So, yeah, so not too bad. You know, a couple, an hour, two hours for people. You know, oh, poor, people Gab- poor Gabby's going to have to take pictures, uh, you know, in 95 degree heat. But, um, well, what time but- is the ceremony? Five. Okay, that's when they get married. They're getting married at five. Correct. Okay, well, it begins to cool down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they start pictures to two or three. So, yeah, well, listen, you know, It'll it's, be better than, it's better than uh, assuming the forecast holds. It's better than rain. You know, I got Mike Thomas on uh, standby every four every four hours. He's giving me an, <laughs> an update. I, you know, I want pinpoint accuracy that day, you know, between him, Tucker, Caitlin, uh, um Claire, uh, Gwen. You'll get uh, it. You'll get it. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get it, right? Oh my god. So. It's countdown. So are you guys super busy? Like, is there a lot of things? I can remember like we had so we we built like a donut wall the week of <laughs> we did like a lot of crap. Sarah, listen, we got people doing all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. You're smart, yes. No, Get somebody do. to build a donut uh, wall. Listen, it's always you don't think mm-hmm. there's a lot. So my Kristen and Gabby, they wanted to do the welcome bags themselves, and they look great. But we got to transport, you know, a ton of one hundred and thirty welcome bags or something. And yeah, I think I told you there was a local uh, brewery brewer who um, did a custom label for them on the beer they like. Okay. I'm not going to say it so people will see it on Saturday, but it looks fantastic. But so all the alcohol, obviously, we don't have to bring, but this is the one thing we have to bring uh, because we got it ourselves. Right. So uh, it's a little few trans. It's really the like the transporting stuff dresses and clothes and you know all that shit. So but anyway, uh, yeah, so look at looking uh looking forward to it. And yeah. is his family from around here or like are a lot of people coming in? Cuz then you know you the thing yeah. is like the closer you get, you always have to entertain people a little bit before the de- what what's the deal? You have so, a lot- so so the weekend is set up Thursday night. You know, some people come in Thursday, most people coming in Friday. There's a few stragglers coming in Saturday. Most people are staying over at least 
one of the nights, um, you know, we're having a really nice rehearsal dinner and a welcome party after the rehearsal dinner. Yes. Yep. I love that. Okay. And a little golf on, on one of the, on Friday morning, a little, um, afternoon festivities on Friday before the rehearsal, before the welcome party. And then, uh, Saturdays, you know, wedding day. So, and then everyone get the hell out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Right. You'll love it on Sunday. Sunday morning, I'll be like, all right, goodbye. It is a lot. I, you guys will be exhausted by Sunday. Yeah, it is too. Looking forward to it. Some people are actually coming in tomorrow. So. Oh my God, you're going to be so busy. Are you off this week or you have to work all week? This is a lot. Like, I worked yesterday, working today. Uh, I think tomorrow, starting midday, I got some tasks. Yeah. So. I bet. Um, okay. Well, you know, we only have this episode next week, of course, is our 200th episode. Yeah, 199 today. 199 today. So, I mean, we have to touch upon um, all the things that people know this show for. So where do you want to rant? Where do you want to start? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, I think we have to start with, unfortunately, the tragic, um, another national Buffalo uh, clearly looks that it was racially motivated, um, targeted to, to a black, um, community neighborhood supermarket frequented by mostly you know um uh black patrons um just i mean on on the um certainly on the um mass shooting gun front gotta fear something out there and then certainly on the you know the racial uh implications of this um I just don't understand. Like, listen, I mean, there's, there's, there's mentally disturbed people out there and I didn't say ill on purpose. Cause I don't know if he's mentally ill. Clearly anybody shoots up a supermarket is mentally disturbed. Um, so listen on the gun front. Yeah. Well, know, let's start there. What do you, I mean, listen, I just you, have you lost know, hope. You know, you know, my stance. Yeah. I've lost hope too. I don't understand. And listen, I am, pro, you know, you know, pro second amendment, but with limitations. I mean, you know, to me, there should be serious background checks. There should be, you know, certainly I think, um, if there's any signs of mental illness or history in, in, you know, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be eligible for, for, to carry, you know, firearm or, or buy one, I should say. It's hard though. See, you know, you can't, you can't just ban them all because people have a right to them. And, you know, at the end of the day, 99.9% of the people who buy firearms legally don't shoot people. They just don't. They hunt, they keep them for self-protection. They don't go shoot people. There are, there are also so many illegal guns on the streets that, how do you get those off the street? So you're going to take legal firearms away from legal law-abiding citizens, yet we're not going to somehow figure out how to get the illegal guns off the streets. Well, I mean, okay, look, I, this is just my, you know, whatever, armchair opinion. But, I mean, 
illegal guns, you know, lots of times people have three, four gun offense. Like, the, okay, we're seeing it everywhere, the uptick in crime. You know, over well, the past couple of years, having an illegal weapon, I mean, might get you a year to, I mean, the, there there aren't severe, severe consequences anymore. Most of these people that use illegal guns murder somebody, then they're going to jail for that anyway. Um, you know, they used to do buybacks. They did buybacks in D.C. of illegal guns. You could turn them in. Maybe they still do them. I don't hear as much about that as I used to. Um, but, I mean, I think, are the consequences that severe for having these illegal weapons? No, and we've talked about this. You know, I think in many of these cities, prosecutors either don't have the resources or plead yeah. these cases down. Um, in this case, I don't know if it was obtained legally. I know. I, I was I, trying to find that on this kid, on Peyton. I, that. I think it was. Um, you think it was illegal how he got the guns? No, I think it was legal is what I thought I read, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But, you know... <clears throat> You know, it, I don't know. You know, you know what's sad in these situations. I mean, in addition to obviously the tragedy, um, that the politicians on both sides come right out and use it for their advantage, and it's a shame, right? It's either they're blaming the other side's ideology, or they're blaming the rhetoric, or they're blaming laws, and they cite laws that without having any facts, they're not sure even would have prevented the, the incident. Um, I mean, this person, my understanding from what I've read, threatened to kill people at a high school. Police were aware of it. Like To me, one of the common themes, unfortunately, in a lot of these larger you know, mass shootings is there were signs and no one did anything. There, to me, there has to be more intervention and more serious intervention earlier. At the first sign, when somebody threatens a high school, like there should be more serious. Um, by the way, it. he did he did obtain the gun legally because the um, firearms um, owner, the guy that owned the gun shop in Endicott, New York, says he feels absolutely terrible about it. He says, I knew nothing about it. He sold the 18-year-old um, suspect a Bushmaster assault weapon, um, and he learned on Saturday at federal agents that he used that weapon to kill the 10 people. Let's, and let's start there. So, so as if if we're gonna if we're gonna be, get serious about this. An 18-year-old shouldn't be buying a Bushmaster automatic weapon. It just shouldn't, right? I'm sorry. I don't care if it's considered a rifle. To me, 21 should be the minimum age for anything. You know, you cannot drink a Mick Ultra <laughs> until you're 21 in this country. Yeah, you could go buy a Bushmaster AR whatever, right? Sorry. You have to be at least 21. And, you know, I, I would think that, I mean, why can't politicians universally agree on that? Like, and, you know, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I get you on a hunt with your father at 16 or 18. That's fine. Use his weapon to, to hunt, you know, but you should be able to walk in and buy one by yourself without a 21 year old or above. I'm just sorry. Like, see, there's things they can do. They just don't want to do them. And that's and listen, that's frankly the Republican side. 
Uh, you know, I was going to uh, say, yeah, I mean, come on, how much, you know, if anyone was close to getting anything done, I mean, President Obama deserves a lot of credit post Sandy Hook, who really laid out a tough reform and had, I mean, pa- nearly passed it. But, you know, I'm sorry, the Republicans stopped that, you know, and I mean, again, how people continue to support the Republican Party when they're, you know, I, you know listen, I, depending on how these I mean, bills are ran. You know, there can be a slippery slope with this, but I do think that there's some basic, I think there could be some basic bipartisanship, but this goes back to what we talked about. I mean, okay. But this goes back to what we talked about and it's self-serving. You know, you have Congress people, congressional, you know, people who, if they voted for some sort of, you know, more restrictive gun uh, policy. They'll get primaried, right? The, the 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 more conservative wing of the party, the leadership will put somebody up against them. They'll primary them with all the gerrymandering that has taken place, and they'll lose, and they're out. But who cares? And- I mean, you're a public servant. You know why doesn't anyone have the balls? Okay, serve like your term and do something that. Right. I'm just saying that's you know on both sides of the aisle. And again, I'm not talking about the gun issue on both sides of the aisle, but there are other issues on both sides of the aisle that no one wants to be. You know. Well, that well, shame on them. I mean, that's you know, this is a you, you are serving the public. So if you don't have the balls, polls in front of me, I would say they're the polls would be. A majority would be in favor of limiting any gun purchases to your 21. Certainly, you know, something with a higher capacity. I mean, if you can't drink until you're 21, I don't understand how you could go out and buy some of these weapons. But, you know. Uh, look, I'm with you 100%. It's it's disgusting. And, I, you know, don't even get me started. You know, get in rural America, an 18-year-old nitro can go buy a rifle to hunt. They're an adult. So that's where it gets, you know, they're not going to really shoot anybody. Yeah. As I said, you know, 99.99% of legal gun owners don't go shoot up a supermarket. They just don't. Um, so, and then you have, you know, the right will come back and say, well, wait a second. Yeah. We hear all this rhetoric from politicians when you have this shooting in, in, in a supermarket and then yet when you have all these killings in Philadelphia and Chicago and D.C. over a weekend, no one says boo. So I, I think that's just tit for tat, unfortunately. And two, as I said, two things can be true. we got to fix both problems. The concern, too, is the racially, the racial angle on this is, is listen, it's disturbing, you know, um, you know, that ha- that that needs to, you know, any rhetoric or any, you know, tacit approval of, of, of any organization or any thought process that thinks that's, you know, even remotely acceptable is just, it's, it's, it's disgusting. I know it's, 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 it's really it sad. It's really scary. Um, uh, to your earlier point, I mean, I, in all groups, whether it's Muslims, blacks, Jewish communities, um, well, you know, out here in looking, well, right you know, conservatives, you know, when the guy shot the the um, the softball game, the Republican soft congressional softball game, like any of the ideology that you know. now at the same time, though, there is freedom of speech. 
People have beliefs. I'm not sure words, tr- you know, in essence, p- poor choice of words, trigger someone to go shoot a supermarket. I think that person has to have some mental issues. That person has to have something off in them to go do that. So I'm not necessarily blaming words that lead to that, but words matter. And I think there's there's some things that just, shouldn't be even tacitly supported. So, uh, well, family members like cousins and stuff are coming out. This is a New York Post story. They're saying that um, Peyton was a paranoid human being, which goes to your point. Like, I think there were a lot of signs leading up to this. Um, he was extremely paranoid and, got, and it got worse, according to the family, during COVID to the point that he would wear a hazmat suit to school. I mean, if that's not like, uh, you know, to begin that's with, right. alarming, you know. His parents know he went out and bought the gun. Did he pay for it himself? Like, I think there's a lot of those things that can, if, if, if somebody steps in and says, no, you're not buying this or no, then maybe this doesn't happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there were oh, probably Biden heads there today. Um, so, you know, to, you know, comfort or, you know, I'm I think sure. it's just so it's it, like, to, you know, you said it earlier, it's like, it, What's so discouraging is like, well, what's, you know, nothing's going to really, you know, I mean, it's so hard. Like if, if Sandy Hook didn't change like that, I mean, that was just so tragic. If that didn't motivate everyone to do something, it's like, well, this, I mean, oh, I know. And it's just, it's, and now I think the weird, the craziest part is, I don't know how you feel, but more and more, you know, when I go places in public, you know, you, I think you think about that, you know, you kind of look around a little bit more. You're like, you know, I mean, I don't know. You just, to me, I think it's much more on your mind. Like, is someone going to lose it on the, in this grocery store? I mean, you try not to think about these things, but you know, and out here in, in, or in, um, I, I think it was in Los Angeles, um, you know, they had a, a hate-fueled, um, ma- not mass shooting. One person was killed. I think a couple others were injured at a church here at a time when these— Was that Orange County was or was it, that LA? Yeah, maybe you're right, Orange County. Um, and I think yeah. they believe the suspect is an alleged—he's Chinese. I'm not sure if he is of I mean, Chinese descent. Shooting, you had the Jewish Center in Pittsburgh. You've had—you've had a lot of these hate-filled, targeted— um, well, when do you think we get to the point, you know, in Jewish centers out, out here and in many other places, I mean, they have armed guards because obviously they know, you know, that they're a target. I mean, when do we get to the point you just have armed, you know, they also have AK 47s. I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, do you get the, is that no, where we're headed for malls and grocery it, it stores? Was, it was a while ago, but I believe the Texas church shooting, I believe it was Texas was was could have been a lot worse or was thwart, thwarted by a several page several patrons of the church who had uh carry you know firearms were carrying firearms in texas so I, listen, I, is that the answer now i read a really interesting article that you know hate is in every country right there's hateful people in every country right but you don't have these types of mass shootings in every country. You mainly have them here. So, yes, they, the hate issue has to, you know, get resolved. But you're always going to have people who hate. 
Oh yeah, yeah, completely. And especially if they're mixed with mental and illness. Mentally, right. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, you're yeah. Well, I can prevent that person from. You know, listen, where there's a will, they'll find a gun. They'll figure something out. Right, right. You know that that's the thing. Right. I listen. I don't have the answers, but it's a shame that we have politicians who. I agree. Just I stick agree. Their head in the sand. And um, you know. And, and just, you know. and, I mean, you know, you call, you call, okay, like if you live in a liberal state, right? Like, um, okay, a few years ago, I can't even remember what the mass shooting was. You call your politicians, you know, they have some intern ans- answering and they already say, oh, you know, so-and-so is already against this and they're for universal background checks and they're not for, okay, great. Well, you know, uh, what about doing something else? I mean, you know, you call, it's just, it falls on deaf ears to some intern. You have to be 21 to buy a gun. Let's start there. Right. You have to, to buy anything that is considered high capacity, whatever. You, you got to be you have to be 21. Sorry. You could go rent one to go hunting. We'll rent you one. You return it. We will. You know, you could. Well, you could have shoot. a co-signer or something, you know, right. if you had a 25 year old, co- like an adult. Co- a tw- I mean, you can't even rent a car until you're 21. Right. So at least if you were you had enough, you know, you had let's say you had to have a 25 year old who vouches for you or go yeah, through a Yeah, and then things. they're responsible too. There has to be a little step or a few steps that we can take to just at least try to keep some guns out of certain people's hands. I mean, you know, and I just, I find it to be complete BS that we couldn't crack down and have extremely difficult, you know, extremely tough laws and long sentences for people who have illegal guns. We just sent $40 billion to the Ukraine. They need the money. Absolutely. But you're telling me we couldn't in this country, they don't have enough resources in the prosecutor's office to start. A uh-huh. real, it's such bullshit. It's it. Anyway, there's my rant. The Second Amendment, uh, damn it. I mean, we tend, you know, I mean, I think we partially agree on that, right? Mostly agree. Well, sort of. I mean, I just I don't, you know, no, you're probably more of a. I, I just don't have any tolerance for it. I think I think the reason I mean, other countries don't have mass shootings because they don't have guns like we do. And and the Second Amendment was because, you know, obviously the British controlled us for so long. I mean, it was the right to to bear arms to start a war if some country came in and invaded. It wasn't, you know, the forefathers were geniuses in some ways. And then, of course, they couldn't read the future. And now it's totally changed. You aid, raise the age. More serious background checks. Huge consequences. Huge you know, consequences. Second, second, you know, passing down guns or, you know, secondhand sales. And you have to get rid of illegal guns in, in these cities because that violence also matters, right? Yeah. It also, kids, neighborhoods are being terrorized in these cities. You had, I believe, 37 people killed, shot and killed in Philadelphia and Chicago combined last weekend. Okay, that also has to stop. And there needs to be outrage for that as well. And, but I think there is. I mean, we talk about, I mean, people are outraged all across. I mean, even here in liberal Los Angeles, people are afraid. They're tired of it. I mean, I don't see, I don't see, I don't see protests and stuff for that. Well, do you see any protests for this? No one's protesting. Oh, well, there should be. There, I, but I, I listen, I agree. There should be. I mean, I, I know. I wish that the, you know, like I'd be for the, well, I did go to the gun rally. They did do a big protest. I'm trying to think of a couple of years ago what it was. It was when Trump was in office and I'm trying to think of what prompted true. that. We, we, you know what? We're a big country. We can fix multiple problems. Yeah. 
okay. this idea that tit for tat, we can't do this because they won't do that. Like people are getting sick of it. Like we need serious people, serious politicians. Oh, I agree with you on that. It's like no one will put their neck out because, you know, yeah, don't even get me started. Yeah, I'm with you. It's like, okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. Um, What what else do you want to talk about going on um, in the news? You know, you and I touched on it briefly. I think it happened kind of last week. There there was a lot of talk about Elon Musk um, bringing Trump back to Twitter. I just told you before we started, I actually don't think Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. So I'm not sure this story matters. I'm not sure what he's doing right now. So it's interesting. So it looks like, so he came out in the past four or five days and put a hold on it, questioning. So Twitter came out and said that less than 5% of their uh, users or subscribers, not subscribers, not paying, but whatever, their their, uh, users are bots or fake accounts. Sure. So Elon tweeted something prior to that about thinks it's 20%. So basically right now, I think they're in a holding pattern. Either he's negotiating because he wants to see the proof that only less than 5% of all, you know, users, documented users uh, are, are not real. Or is it like 20%? And if it's 20%, then does he not buy it? Or does he say, wait a second? One-fifth of what I'm buying is phony. So therefore, it should be $32 billion instead of $44 billion. But it's starting to look like he's not going to buy it. <clears throat> so I Which, don't know. And, and probably the reason behind not buying it is because he's he's really trying to figure out how you can make money from it, right? And and now in this space where you have so or many – Or he knew. Listen, he is the richest man in the world, Okay. Or he knows that Twitter is full of shit and 20% of their users are bots and fake accounts and duplicates. And he's, he's, he's screwing with them. He's trolling them. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, he may know. Um, you know, former President Trump said that even if Elon Musk reinstated him to Twitter, he is going to stay. He's not going back because he's tr- Truth Social, I think, is the social platform that he's a part of. He's he's going to stick to that. Um, Devin Nunes, uh, remember Devin Nunes works for them now or is a VP? He was oh, a really? congressman in California. Um, OK, so what do you think? Do you think and, you know, people were like losing their minds last week of thinking about pres- former President Trump coming back to Twitter. Do you think it would be awful if he were to be reinstated? No, I think it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it was so entertaining. It was so entertaining. Oh, my God. God you don't think the world's better, better place without him? I, I, I think Twitter's still a cesspool. Twitter's even worse. At least you looked at Trump stuff and laughed. Right. It made you, you know, like. I mean, Twitter is Twitter's not a good place. It's well, not. True. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Not sure I want him reinstated, but I'm also, you know, I'm always on the line too. It's it is a hard balance of free speech. It's a hard balance of free speech, and it's a slippery slope once you take. So- I, I will say the one thing that's interesting about Twitter is like you know when one side happens, you know people tweet it, you know, and then something else happens from the other side, and then people bring up those old tweets, and it's just like, wait a second, you know, you're contradicting yourself here, right? Yeah. So. I mean, listen, I like Twitter either, you know, from, from, a, from a source or follow people you 
respect or think at are rational thinkers, the information does come out pretty quickly. You got to obviously, you know, sift through and see if it's, you know, legit sources, so forth. Um, but as a real, and there's some good that comes from it, from, you know, you know, whether it's news tips or information or things that are going on, make people aware of things, but just the, 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 the vitriol on it and the, and the anger on it and the hacks that are on it. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not for the, it's not for the thing of heart. That's well, for sure. and I mean, I think there's no doubt, right. It is liberal leaning. So, I mean, are you really, you know, the, the thing with Twitter is like, I don't know if Twitter is liberal. I think the people who run it were liberal or are liberal leaning. I do think there was and has been some censorship of more white stuff. I mean, you know, we've talked about the New York Post article on Hunter Biden. We've talked about, obviously, um, some information on COVID early on that was considered disinformation that now is proven to be true. I mean, you know, excuse me, you have, you know, President Biden under the Department of Homeland Security, they've hired a disinformation officer and a woman who has allegedly, based on tweets, put out a lot of disinformation in the past. It's like, what are we doing? And what is this whole misinformation or disinformation? It's a very dangerous concept. Who gets to decide what's misinformation? Is it, I don't agree with that position, therefore it's misinformation? No, like that, that's not where we should be. I agree with that. No, it is. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It is a slippery slope for sure. For sure. I mean, I will say this and, and um, you know what I like that Facebook has done. Um, and I, I think all these platforms, I don't think any of them realized like how big or politicized or anything they were going to be. I like on Facebook, if you go to share an article that you haven't read it, um, cause of course, you know, I'll share some ridiculous thing, you know, I don't know, man with smallest penis, um, sleeps with 4,000 women, you know, I mean, I want to share that article, right? So, you know, but if I don't read it, it says to me, you're sharing this article without reading it. Do you want to do this? So I think that's actually pretty responsible, you know, at and least there. Doesn't it notify the people on the other end that you shared it without reading it? I think so. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. Um, because at yeah, least I, like I do too. Because a lot of people read headlines and then just forward. Right. They do. Right. And they don't read the entire story. Yeah. Sure. I don't know how they know you. So my guess is as long as you open up the article, then it considers you have read it. But at least you have to take that extra step to read the article. Because sometimes the headlines are really just clickbait. And totally. then you actually read the article and you're like, oh, well, they did have proof or they, yeah, they did say that. Or it was more balanced than I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, that person's not that crazy. <laughs> Even this even with this tragic shooting in Buffalo, right? This Peyton kid, you know, if you read some of the headlines, it's like, you know, um, Buffalo shooter wrote 120 page manifesto. Well, when you start reading it, they haven't confirmed that, you know, yes, they believe he did this white rambling, you know, white surprise, but it hasn't been actually confirmed. But if you look at most of the headlines, it's as though he already wrote it. You know, it's, it's really hard now to figure out what is actual fact and what speculation really difficult yeah I, I don't know the whole thing is just insane so um 
Um, okay, wait. I want let's let's shift gears again. I want to ask you really quickly because this this story is gripping the nation, and and obviously our Fox Five has been covering it. But the baby formula shortage. What are your thoughts? I mean, now the FDA is is opening up and saying in Europe they're going to loosen the rules to get baby formula here. I mean, what a like crazy situation for families. What do you do? It's it's so wild. And I mean, I kind of know how you feel on this, but it's. You know, do you think that the do you think that the government has acted quickly enough? I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what do you think? Um, I. Uh, n- yes and no. I mean, I think okay, shutting down this plant in Michigan because you know two infants reportedly died from contamination in these formulas, right? Like they obviously had to do that. Um, they have supply chain issues, even with the formulas that weren't recalled. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. So I mean, the FDA. are blaming Biden. I, listen, it's certainly not. It's not the, it's not Biden's fault. These are private companies. We believe in capitalism. So these companies have to get their shit together and produce. I do think it appears the FDA was slow to recognize that shutting down these labs would cause this crisis of um, baby formula concern, right? So, um, you know, the administration, you know, Jen Paskey, I think, when obviously she's no longer there, but last week, somebody laughed or was kind of laughed off or a few weeks ago that this was major crisis. Um, see, it's interesting though, as a politician, certainly as the president, you have, you have moms who can't feed their kids or ha- are having a difficult time finding food. At the end of the day, you're going to get blamed for this, right. right? So Abbott Labs gets blamed. Who cares, right? As a politician, what did you do about it? Right. What did you do about it? And um, did you instruct the FDA to, 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 to move faster? Can they start producing again? Why did we shut it down for so long? So, you know, I, listen, I've read multiple things on this that after the shutdown, it took the FDA several months to even go visit the lab or look into it. Like you had to recognize that this was going to create some sort of crisis, right? Huge issue, uh, yeah. And apparently there's a, through lobbying efforts, you can't import baby formula into this country from Europe. I think you can from Canada. I know. But they make it so crazy, all this BS. I know. But if you know, if you go back and watch all these presidential movies, at some point Biden's gonna take a hit for it. I mean his approval rating this week in an NBC poll was down to thirty nine percent. Thirty nine percent. I think he only had 16 or 18 percent people who think he's doing strongly agree that he's doing a good job. Lower than Trump. I believe Trump was at 23. Well, we talk about this. We've talked about it for years on this podcast. You know, presidents do not control the stock market. They don't influence that. And but yet they they take the fall for it. And, you know, the truth was, while President Trump was in office. I mean, the stock market was gangbusters, you know, and of course he tried to take credit for that, which was negative. But, um, you know, President Biden's in a tough spot. We know inflation's crazy. Housing market's insane. I mean, gas prices. 
So even though they don't directly impact the stock market, he's definitely getting blamed for it. Yeah, listen, he's getting blamed for a lot. So. Yeah, which is a president's job. I mean, that that happens no matter what, some, but it's... Some, some warranted too, some maybe not so, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, to, you know, staying on politics real quick, big, um, big day in Pennsylvania today. Okay, I'm curious. Know, uh, Give me your thoughts and predictions. You know, Dr. Roz against, um, I believe his name is Dan McCormick. On on the uh, Republican side for for Senate, okay, uh, is endorsed by Trump. McCormick had been previously endorsed by Trump. Uh, on the Democratic side, you have Josh Shapiro. Looks like he'll win the uh, governor uh, nomination, gubernatorial nomination on the Democratic side. And you have a guy, gentleman by the name of Fetterman, who. Looks like he is going to win the nomination on the Senate side for the Democrats. Had a stroke this week. Mm. Minor stroke, but still is in the hospital. Um, so, yeah, Pennsylvania, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I mean, the problem now is, though, they always say this is a test of Trump, test of Trump. He endorsed this. I mean, at some point, politics is local. I think on the Oz front, it is a kind of a test because that's really not a politician barely lives in pennsylvania trump had endorsed mccormick it'll be interesting if oz gets the nomination i think that could you could point to maybe trump helping oz there if he wins but in some of these other smaller races you know i don't know does it you know it's kind of interesting but you know listen we're in primary season right now yeah. uh I, I think the elections are going to be insane. You know, we're still waiting for the Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade. In, insane in what way? Insane with turnout? Insane that I they go to the Republicans? Turnout, money turnout possible. Oh, well, huge money. Switching of both the House and the Senate. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be just bonkers. Really? Okay. All right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we'll see. Next week, 200. 200. Okay, real quick, I want to ask you about sports, though. You know, yeah. um, so NFL, Drew Brees is out as a commentator. Tom yeah, Brady. Uh, one, year, one year, NBC, Drew Brees out. Okay, Fox, what's your, what's your take? In. I, I mean, Drew Brees, I mean, Drew Brees was, he was fine. I mean, who knows? Maybe he won a lot more money. I don't know. Uh, Tom Brady, though, massive, massive hire by Fox Sports. <laughs> uh, so when he... Retires for the second time and actually ends his playing career. He will be the lead analyst on, on the Fox broker, paying him a shit ton of money. I think Probably worth I it. Saw, you know, that guy, that guy's just a guy that can do it all, don't you think? I mean, he has a very charming personality. Million, though? Woo, that's a lot of money. I well, think it's almost double what Troy Aikman was getting. Well, I mean, you're talking the winningest quarterback of all time. I mean, one of the yeah. longest. I mean, I don't know. He's he's. Assuming a, he will, I'm assuming he will be good, but do we even know if he can actually be an analyst for a game? True. Good point. Good point. I mean, you're right. I mean, it could be a giant flop. It is a gamble. I mean, that could be a huge flop. We don't really – you never really see – I mean, you see, like, snippets of Tom Brady, but – him a lot of money. Miners, he's also going to do a lot of other things for them. He's going to be an ambassador. He's going to be on other things. So it's a, it's an all encompassing, you know, contract. But yeah, you know, my guess is he just plays this year. 
Oh, and I that's, think. yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think this is, I don't think we're waiting two years for Tom Brady to call games. I think next year, Tom Brady's the main, he's out of football and he's the analyst for Fox. So, um, Caps lose, Nats are not very good. Any other DC Nats local sports? Stock, <laughs> uh, you know, I, you know, to, to, um, to appease all our mask fans out there, I think we have to mention it briefly. So I did tweet, I was watching the Rangers game seven the other night against the Penguins, 22,000 fans, plus all the attendees and, and, and vendors and everything, no one in mass, packed. Madison Square Garden was packed in the center of Manhattan. And yet kids still two to four have to wear masks. The health commissioner in New York City, I don't care how many degrees this guy has, there's something not right that he is still masking kids two to four. And you know what's odd is um, Mayor Adams won't even meet with, you know, had said he would be open to meeting with parents that, that are. Something odd here. Yes, yeah, it does seem you know, odd, doesn't it? Said they're, they're at as they're at, as a, they're at as high of a an unvaccinated two to four year old is as high as high of a risk as a sixty five plus year old, which just is not even close to being scientifically true, according to the CDC. If I was living in New York with a three year old going to daycare, I don't know what I would like. I would just, I'd be apoplectic. I, know. I would just be bonkers. I mean, we're in May of twenty twenty two, and this is what we're still doing. Come on. I think the scary part is, you know, you almost think, are they going to mask them forever? Like, is this is this just right, like right. just right? Right. And and what, what? I don't know what the point. Why, though? What it, until, you know, are they trying to just mask them until they, you know, everybody is kind of forced to get vaccinated? I don't know. Yeah. It's kind so. of scary. <laughs> All right, Sarah. All right, Patrick, where do people follow you? Next week, I'll update you on all the wedding stuff. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Have an awesome week. Um, Patrick Fox 5 GM is your Twitter, of course. Oh, my God, Patrick, congrats. You guys are going to have a great time. All right, Sarah. I'll talk to you later. See ya.